When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 157 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, White Collar Willie Sailor. Some people call him just Willie Smalls. Some people call me Venom. Regardless, Flow Wrestling Radio Live brought to you by Under Armour Wrestling. And you can get all that Under Armour Wrestling gear at scraplife.com so make sure you're going there and flow wrestling just bookmark both those pages and you'll be good to go Willie they have a new uh, something dropping they have a new line dropping of some sort Black Ops I think they call it Black Ops are you serious you made that up no I swear they tweeted this morning that's a Call of Duty game I think you would know um (laughs) I don't run uh, flow KO we have a video. We have a video. Website, so in addition to a in, video game website, well, don't touch whatever you just touched because it, it, it did a thing. Um, yeah, we have, we have fake wrestling. We have video games now. Video games, but it's all Street Fighter. That is, I cannot believe you can have I a website just it. around and Street Fighter. It's called Flow KO, which like, sounds like boxing. Automatically, you think it's, oh, it's a boxing website. Boxing it's website. called Flow KO, which is doubly confusing because for a minute, didn't we have a boxing website? No, we still have it, bud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we still have one of those. Still have one of those. Hey, I'm feeling pretty good despite staying up for that marathon game seven. Amazing. I am full of lots of energy. That, that was that was incredible. Listen, I don't watch. I'm not going to claim to be a big baseball fan. Um, I like baseball. Okay, I don't have three hours often. I can dedicate yeah. to that. I we come in this morning. Christian Martin, Kyle Bradkey. Everybody's talking. All the, they watched one baseball game in the last twenty years. All of a sudden, there's seven Tommy Lasordas in our office. They're no, all, no, actually, experts. to the contrary. I was I was saying that baseball coaching is completely overrated. Um, like last year, the I forget Bruce Bochy is that the Royals coach? He's like some people think he's like the worst coach in baseball, and they won. And like Joe Madden, I don't think Bruce Bochy is. And then, I don't know, I might have made up who the coach is. But anyways, like, apparently he's, like, makes terrible decisions. Joe Madden, terrible decisions, apparently, and they, yeah, they just win. Because yeah, it doesn't a, really matter. It's it, like, it, you, really, it does matter. When you get up to the plate, if you hit the ball. I'll tell you what, what do you mean it doesn't matter? It it definitely does matter. He made a bad decision and resulted, it, it incurred a bad result. They won. <laughs> well, just because they had to overcome a bad decision doesn't mean it didn't matter. Players it make ultimately plays. didn't matter, but if they never used to roll this Chapman, they wouldn't have had to go to extra innings. That was a little strange that they used him, but it's not. Yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna make a a poor taste a roll this Chapman joke. But I did. Can we talk about? You know, he's a scumbag, right? He abused his wife or whatever she is. Yeah, he's a he's a scumbag. Anyways. John Lester, can we talk about this for a moment? What is the what is the wrestling equivalent of being a baseball pitcher? And I won't throw anywhere but to home. That is that is a psychological issue. Um, he won't. They said that on the air, but that's not true. What's not true? He won't throw it. Did you see him? He he underhanded it because he's scared. He won't. If there's someone on first base, he will not ever try to pick him off, even if they're standing. Halfway between first and second. Well, I thought you were saying why he didn't throw to second base. 
No. He like bobbled. He didn't have good grip. Right. So he was taking the safe plate at first, but he won't. He also won't throw to bases. When? When? Base in baseball games. <laughs> Are you watching? There's a whole. There's no. stories on stories about this guy. How he won't. Well, I, I thought that was a little overrated. He was going to throw to second base. He didn't have good grip. But anyway. Uh, pitchers in general are like weird. Like, did you ever watch they them try to run bases? They look like they're a fish out of water. Yeah. Like, oh, running. Oh, my God. Well, run. they're all like 6'5". Running. They're like newborn horses out there. But they can only do one thing. They can <laughs> like only do one thing. Newborn wildebeest yeah. in the Serengeti. Hey, what? The Serengeti. I don't know why you're saying that. Is there a punchline there? The Serengeti is a, a national park in Africa. And the other day, Martin said, we're going to do a documentary. Oh. And so the Serengeti. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I can't look at you during the, during any meeting. Because I, you always, you're too expressive. You make me laugh. Anyways, I think the, I think the Cubs, they're a lesson, Willie. They're a lesson to everyone. I saw, I've seen this written down here. And I'm waiting for it. I don't know what the, the Cub, Christian wrote, Cubs are a lesson to everyone. Yes. I don't know what this means. Well, you, you look, you know. The Cubs, they're cursed, right? Cursed organization. Mm. We'll never win. Bartman this. Billy Goat that. And really, that was a crutch and an excuse for them to, like, kind of, yeah, excuse poor performances. Same thing with the Red Scots. Same thing, Red Sox. Same thing with kind of any organization that that stinks. And, and you find reasons to, well, we're bad because of this. Or we're not good because of that. The the Cubs won because they had they finally had good leadership. And when they didn't win, it wasn't because um, of a curse. It wasn't because of Steve Bartman. It, it was because they, they weren't as good. Right. So what you're saying is, again, you don't like superstition. You think it's ridiculous. Well, th- I mean, curses don't exist. Like ghouls and goblins and and, <laughs> and hexes aren't real. Okay. Well, and, yeah. And but but it speaks to but something. They did go through some ridiculous bad luck. I mean, what is bad luck? Steve Bartman. That wasn't bad luck. They lost Game Seven after that. They were also the Bartman thing cracks me up. One that was Game Six. Two, they lost Game Seven. So was Bill Buckner. By the three, way. three. It wasn't the World Series. So they, they like, assume, oh, yeah, we would have won the World Series just because the team that beat them won. No, it doesn't really work like that in sports. You don't get the transit, well, we would have won this and we also would have won that. So settle down on that. No, but they had, I mean. What is their bad? No, they had their bad luck was, if you're a fan of them, they had poor leadership and they had bad vision and they weren't using best practices. And it's true for that in, in every sport. And you see it, and my point, I guess, in all of this is you see it in in all walks of life, including wrestling, where coaches and, and fans, they'll find reasons to kind of excuse, well, we're small school. Well, we're geographically this. Well, we have this disadvantage. Budget. We've been bitten by the injury bug. And the, the coaches and, and the people that, that say that, those are the people that are, are not going to have success in any walk of life. If you find those excuses and those reasons for you to no, to not be good, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think no, wrestling's the no. ultimate a- accountability sport. I don't think I think wrestling more than oh. other places hold themselves accountable. Well, I don't think so. I I mean I think if if you have conversations, you know, oh uh, we we just ev- everyone's biased against us because the small schools. I hear it all the time. Talk to talk to these people. Small schools. They're geographically. I'm telling you. I have to say it again. If you talk just have to these people, have conversations with them. I've about never talked what, to anybody in wrestling. I, I'm maybe not on these topics. Maybe not. Maybe you haven't gone there. But I hear, yeah, injury bug. Yeah, um, you know, we we don't get any love because of where our school is. This and that. Any school, any program can have a measure of success. Okay. Well, I'm not I, saying I, every. I not say- every team can be Penn State, but. Um, or, or Iowa or Oklahoma State. But there is there are underperforming programs, and they're going to continue to underperform as long as they make excuses for why they're underperforming. Well, I mean, if you're talking about if you're talking about performance, are you saying they make excuses about their performance? Are you thinking? Are you saying they make excuses for why they don't get media love? Because oh I, no, I, not I just get media that. love. I get that all the time. It's media like, is a oh, very small. You're not giving us any love. That's well, a that plays into it. Well. Do something. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, media is a very – so that's kind of my window into their their minds. You hear that the media complaint, well, we don't get any love because we're from here or here or here or we have this or this happened to us. And then when you just let them go and they talk and they, they explain to you all the things that are going against them. When really, if you have a plan, if you have vision, if you implement it, if you use best practices, if you ask why, um, you're going to be better. There's no reason for – the only reason Michigan State is where it is the last 20-some years is – is is mingle personnel right okay if you and get Theo Epstein right the two most uh, cursed for, for lack of a better term the two most unfortunate slash cursed um, franchises in sports were the Red Sox and the Cubs what's the common denominator Theo Epstein yeah who turned a, a winless kind of Red Sox I don't know what it was fifty four I don't know what year it was but. Then they went on a mini dynasty there. Yeah. And now he goes to the Cubs. He was the youngest general manager ever yeah. uh, when he was with the Cubs. Then go or, or with the Red, Red Sox. Sox. Then he goes to the Cubs and he builds them into a World Series champion. So uh, it's the personnel. It's the leadership. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and that's my point. And, you know, watch watch Michigan State now. They, they have a uh, different leadership there. And we're probably going to see improvement there. And, and anywhere we're – and that was and I bring up Michigan State because you hear the oh the injury bug oh we have travel we have this we have that and you hear that with a lot of these schools everyone roster limitations every school's got a reason that they're not doing it and that's the reason the fact that they're letting that enter their mind as a reason they're not doing super well is a reason they're going to stay where they are and I'm not saying you bring Penn State staff or Iowa staff or Oklahoma State staff to Davidson or Sacred Heart they're going to win it all but the their plans and their um, methodology is gonna raise them to a certain level, and I think that's just that's the lesson in all this. There's no there's no curses. There's nothing against you. It's it's in your power, and you see it. You see it in think about wrestling media, Willie. What what was Flow Wrestling ten years ago? It didn't. It barely existed at that point, and in like a year, it, it basically lapped all wrestling media in terms of, of what it was doing. And then in three years, even bigger. And it's only because Martin had this vision and he had a plan. And and obviously I I haven't, you know, I'm not patting myself on the back and you aren't either, Willie, about what flow wrestling is because that was set into play long before we were there and we're just lucky enough to be here. But you see it in that as well. We're in Austin, Texas. And and we're what we are, and flow wrestling is what it is in wrestling media. And everyone else had had a major head start and is in a geographically advantageous place. And it doesn't matter because they don't have the vision of, well, of Martin. That's what I said. That's what I said. Um, with with the whole Olympic scare stuff, is that wrestling was like the original sport, and our status our status never like grew, right? Mm-mm. Our, our status waned to the extent that we were possibly going to be kicked out for like modern pentathlon. Yeah. And that's because leadership just let it get to that point. You had the most established sport, something that could be marketed really well. Meanwhile, you know, football wasn't even a thing. No. What, 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 football, like the 30s, maybe it starts being popular, right? NFL just kicked everybody's butt college football just kicked everybody's butt and the way it was packaged and market marketed and and um the way it brought people together and uh yeah so leadership leadership is what matters no excuses you all can do it uh that's all i'll say about that cubs win cubs win hey hi cubs win let's talk about iowa leadership tom brands oh my gosh tom brands media day pure gold giddy up Absolutely, Penn State. Penn. State, I only saw two different videos from Penn State, but very interesting stuff there. Um, as those teams, interestingly, had media day on the same day. Um, so yeah, Tom. Tom Brands. Outside, I mean, he he started off. He got that narrative hook there with that that sticker with Gilman. Oh my! Stay clear. Stay clear. While machine in use for Thomas Gilman. If you haven't seen it, I love it. Uh, it's on Flow Wrestling right now. He's a Tom Brands is a soundbite machine. I love. Yeah, 
yeah, I wrestle was there, and you know the, their videos are on YouTube. We were able to put those up. Awesome stuff, as we were not there, but I mean, he he goes everywhere. So he talks about Thomas Gilman. He's kind, he is their guy. He is their their leader. Um, even though he's not their most credentialed guy, Corey Clark is. Um, he's the guy that I think Brands kind of holds in the highest regard for. This is how you, how you do it, and. Um, so that's that's to be expected. But in the vein of Gilman, very interesting. This is also on flow if you want to listen to Thomas Gilman's media day. He kind of, I mean, you can just say he calls out his teammates um, for kind of packing it in on NCAs when, when they don't win at all. You know, a guy like Brooks and Meyer getting seventh and eighth. Um, he's like, you know, they those guys got complacent after they placed. Like, uh, there are not many people, there, there are not, not many, many people that, that would right. do that. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's no way I would ever say that about teammates, right? Like, you, you got to have some serious, serious stones, and that, that's that's Thomas Gilman. I think he's one of the most interesting characters in college wrestling right and I th- now. But that's it takes a takes some maturity to do that. I mean, um, I, I, there's, there's probably going to be debate about it, right? So. Should he do that? Should he not do that? But you know what? If you don't want it to happen again, maybe you should. Maybe you should say it. I thought you were going to break into a Terry quote. I know. If you don't want it to happen again, figure it out. Don't let it happen again. So Gilman says that. Um, He's obviously very driven. I I just listen. So within an hour, I listened to Nick Soriano and Thomas Gilman together. And I'm, but also, so, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, uh, also a great thing. I, th- I thought Tom Brand saying that that Gilman is the leader of the clubhouse uh, and leader of um, from accountability standpoint as far as, hey, pick up your towel, right? Yeah. Do the things you're supposed to do. Uh, even from the locker room not being a, sl- a, sl- Tidy. a sloppy mess, right? So that, that was really interesting to me. Also, you can't you can't leave that the Iowa Media Day without thinking Alex Marinelli is is wrestling. Yeah, coach from Coach Brands to to Alex's comments, um, th- there's really no other conclusion you can draw other than probably after Midlands Marinelli will go. They'll say, you know, they they weren't definitive, but it, it's gonna happen. Alex Marinelli's. Marinelli's going to wrestle. Yeah, I've always thought he was going to go, and indications still yeah. seem to be. We were talking about this way. last year at NCAA's. Yeah, yeah. Because that's when he told you, I can't want to go. I want to go, yeah. Um, and then, you know, even way back when you were looking at lineup projections, you're like, who are they going to wrestle? Iowa could win a title. They have a slot open. He fits in perfectly. He should probably go. But, um, you know, there's you kind of want to insulate him from I mean if he wrestled an actual match and got hurt in December 10th in a duel against you know whoever kind of meaningless duel right I mean, even even if it was a even if it was Penn State yeah, or Oklahoma right, State true uh, true you don't want him to risk a year of eligibility for a duel meet in December and some people will say well, you could always get hurt. Well, you should always try to win. Well, you should always wrestle with your starters. And they don't want to – a lot of people – and I think you included at some point – I don't know if you have changed your opinion on this, but um, it's – people don't like to admit that a duel in December might not matter that much. I know. It's not – It's it is a it is a weak spot for our, t- for our sport that – that they don't matter. They, they kind of don't. Now, the the bowl series does give them value, but only as much value as the coaches buy into it. Which that is not happening. <coughs> you cannot get the coaches to agree that it's the right thing. And I loved it. Um, how much time did we spend on the phone last year? During that bowl series thing, that was <laughs> the fuck. Christian didn't live here yet, and we were on the phone discussing this uh, till we were blue in the face. That it was, was a mess. It was a it was a true mess. It was honestly looking back, it was really fun. <laughs> Just like the the drama, the you know, 
Coach Dresser's fired up. Coach Ryan's fired up. You know, it, it kind of made for a great theater in a way, and which I think ultimately is a good thing, but you don't like that division among. So, yeah, co- I mean, we're talking about Alex Marinelli. Probably, we, possibly starting. Somehow for we got to the bowl championship Iowa this series. year, but we're you know it, it plays into the schedule. I don't know if if it was a one semester sport or if it was a if the if it still was a two semester sport that was split between a dual and a and an individual season or something. But the way the season is now, it just doesn't make sense to start your freshman until later in the year or a guy like Sam Stoll. I mean, why why start Stoll until later in the year? Doesn't mean anything. Right, 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 right. I feel you. Um, so yeah, I think we'll see Marinella. I think I think that's a very exciting wrinkle. I, I love it when when young guys kind of get thrown out there and you see. I mean, he Marinella is good enough. I think we've known. He's kind of like Soriano. We knew he'd be okay mm-hmm. uh, right away. And and you know, some people still want to take a wait and see approach with those two guys. That's fine. Um, uh, so, and Holloway for Stoll? Yeah. Sounds it, like? At least for the beginning. Um, for the beginning of the year. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really, can you explain? <laughs> can I explain? I, it's just people walk in the studio. We have, a, we have a red light. We have Roxanne, red light on. They just come in here. We have a red light that says, Bang around. don't come in here. And they want to come root around in our cabinets. It's a little, a little frustrating. We need... Willie, you're white collar. You're in these meetings with the higher ups. Can you? Can we get a real studio? We got. I've come a long way. We've got. Let me tell you something. I've come a long way because you had a two piece that guy five years ago. That dude would have been lumped up. Lumped up. An yeah. HR violation. I'm a walking HR. Violation. <laughs> you literally are. Wow. I've been. Uh, you better hope Wiki, broken. WikiLeaks never gets a hold of your emails. That would be bad. It would be bad. That'd be really bad. All right, so Alex Marinelli, he's going Holloway at least for, for the beginning. Uh, at heavyweight, but I think he'll probably go down to 197 eventually. But I don't know if he'll if he'll be their starter or not. What's this say? What does it say right here? Okie State, Penn State, Ohio State. Oh, oh, their I, schedule. <laughs> Iowa within like 11 days or something insane wrestles Oklahoma State, Penn State, and Ohio State. That's so, in January. It's in January. That is, we should. Can I just follow them around and just go to all those matches? I'm going to Oklahoma State, Iowa, because that's gonna be live on FlowWrestling.org. You may want to, wa- <laughs> you may want to watch that. Oklahoma State, it's Iowa at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Penn State. I think Penn State's at Carver. That'll be awesome. We gotta have someone at know. that. They owe him a charter, though. They owe. Yeah, t- Coach Fran says that uh, Penn State owes him a charter because they chartered them in for the. That one time they weren't on the schedule. Um, all right, let's talk. How about PSU Media Days? Same, it was great. Same day, different channel. So Coach Coach Sanderson was at the mic about a half hour. Um, you know, kind of hit on everything. Everything that really the wrestling community is talking about and wondering about. Mark Hall wrestling, the 184 situation, what's going on at 97, how's Suriano doing. Um, kind of they hit on all of that. Actually, and at the very end, Coach Sanderson. You got a plan or something? Come on, I'm not planning anything. You can't just. No, Kale is planning. Oh yeah, he's got. He's the man with the plan. Yeah, okay. Plans. And we. All right. You just derailed me. I was going good, and you just. So he talked about Soriano, and about, and I kind of knew this about Nick just from kind of watching. Well, not this, but I knew he guy that spends a lot of time in the room apparently like you got they have to like make sure not only that he leaves but that he doesn't come back yeah. like he just that doesn't surprise me they had a cut they they said a couple years ago they had to do the same thing with nico like nico you're not allowed to come into the room <laughs> would you would you relax yeah. yeah but i can see i can see nicky doing the same thing he he's a gym rat right like he loves it that's all he does is train very driven very driven um and Coach Sanderson was extremely complimentary of him. Like, you don't say this. And he didn't say this about all his guys. He didn't say – he said it specifically about him. Uh, Nick Suriano, you're going to see the same Nick Suriano every time out. Like, he's going to be good every single time out. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's, a, it's not a proclamation he's going to win every time. It's but he was saying guys like, 
you know, even someone as good as a Gulaban or um, you don't know. Well, he probably he probably means that, and he brings his lunch pail to the to the room every day, and you're going to see consistency out of him, and he goes about the same tasks every day, and he lives his life a certain way. Right. Which breeds consistency. I can see that being the case. I felt like Nico was one of the most consistent guys uh, ever. <laughs> I mean, you knew what you were going to get out of him. Yeah, he may lose to an upper echelon guy. He will be in the match, and he will always beat who he's supposed to beat. I mean, except for his true freshman year where, like, he lost to Pirelli, I think, and like he had a couple of losses. Pirelli was good though. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, Levi Malay, I think, was like the worst loss of his career, and even he was solid. So like, that was very, like a true freshman. True freshman. Um, so yeah, I think we're gonna see a very Nico-ish kind of true freshman year for Soriano. He's gonna be, I think we all know, but some are waiting. But he's gonna be the real deal. So did he address? Uh, did he address eighty four? Um. Yes, he he kind of he's like we have you know two of the best 184s in the country right now. Um, he didn't really kind of mention, you know, what's going to happen when only one is going to start. So who's going to be right. up or down kind of thing. You know, when he talked about 97, he didn't really mention. You know, we could see Bo or, or McCutcheon up here, yeah. but you have to figure that that is the his plan. For, um, for them, or or okay, maybe so, okay. it goes down. And drum roll, Mark Hall's an option. Sounds like. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he would not rule. That's uh, to me. That's a big step to not rule it to out. To not rule Mark Hall out is a big step at media days, yeah. right? I mean, he probably Kale's very. He Kale sees things coming. He's preparing for this media days. You pro- know you're going to get you asked. You know you're going to get a question asked about Mark Hall one way or the other. So this was thought out. Mm-hmm. This was calculated. Uh, Mark Hall, you, you say, you tell in his words. It was basically, you know, he talked about Shakur Rashid. He really likes Shakur, thinks he could do really, really well. Um, he's like, and then he didn't bring I don't think he organically brought up no he did he did say and, and you know Mark Hall's there he's doing well as well and then I think someone asked him a little further you know kind of is he an option well, that's not the plan right now um, you know you don't want kind of like you don't want to shut the door we if Big Tens comes and, and we think the best guy he I think he said we're going to put our best or you know, we try to put our best lineup out there, but right now the plan is for him to redshirt. But you know, you're not you're not putting out your best lineup if Mark Hall's not in your lineup, That's right? True. Um, That's true. And, unless Shakur Rashid is now better than Mark Hall. Well, you have a you have a good guy in Rashid. I mean, he proved last year that he's a very solid contributor. Just um, at the wrong weight. You could you could project. One way or the other, you could say, well, he'll, with another year under his belt, he'll even even be better with not uh, having to make suck so much weight. He'll mm-hmm. be even better. Or you could say, I don't know, I can, my thoughts were, if he could finish matches, I, you know, yeah. it's assumed that he couldn't finish matches because of, of his weight. weight. I mean, I th- he'll still have to prove it. I mean, anybody's going to have to prove it. Um, but that being said, you have to you would you would assume that Mark would be winning those matches. And I don't even think that I don't even think that Kale would suggest Mark Hall if Shakur was winning those matches with Mark Hall. Right. I I agree with that as well. So you can't say anything but he's a, at least an option. And I I feel like coach Sanderson was very definitive the the Nico Zane Nolf Nickel Neville's year, I think he was very he shut the door. Shut the he, he shut, never he shut the door that's, on me that's there. The, that's the interview that I always play, uh, poking fun at you. But that goes to that's a very clear point. No, that our lineup that is that year. Set. That year when they decided we're going to take a mulligan this year and get our guys ready to go, we won four national titles, uh, team titles. We're going to kind of sit this one out from a team race perspective 
and that's our plan, and we're not deviating from it. And just because they show up at the scuffle and do good things, we're not deviating from it. That's our plan. They're not coming out of red shirt. Now, week one, our season hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. Media days. Kale uh, didn't say that Mark Hall could start, but definitely didn't shut the door on He him. didn't shut the door. He didn't shut the door. So anytime, if there's a crack and there's a guy that good on the other side, and that's into, and here's the and here's the main thing about it. This is going to be a crazy team race. Crazy. I do not think there's going to be a runaway, and I don't think Penn State's going to be a runaway. And even if they blister through this season, and they win Big Tens, and they're looking awesome, there there's other awesome teams out there, and there's going to be Agreed. doubt. There's going to be doubt about a. Can Cortez do it at NCAs? Can Nick Nevels do it at NCAs? What's up at 97? And now we've got four or five kind of what's going to happen weights. Mark Hall would, would be instant, uh, an instant solidifier of a weight. And for that reason, I think, you know, you almost maybe lean that way, even though it's just a crack right now. Yeah. Um, I, with the dynamics of the team race, I would say, yeah, I would strongly consider it. Now, we just talked about, why it's a bad thing that the schedule is the way it is um, because it doesn't matter in the beginning. And right. and Alex Marinelli doesn't have to start because why? What's the risk? Here is almost the flip side of it. It's a good thing that you can test these guys out. Right. Uh, see how Rashid does. See how Mark Hall does. Um, where I don't think there's going to be a question. I don't think there's going to be a question how Alex Marinelli does. Right. But you're just insulating him from injury. Yeah. Where on the other side, it's like, let's see how good Rashid is because we really don't know. Right. I I think I think he's super super talented, super talented. I really I like Rashid a lot. But we're talking we're talking Mark Hall, guy won Junior Worlds. That's yeah. a that's a hard tournament. Right. As far as tournaments go. So yeah, Penn State, man, super interesting. I love I love coming into the season with the kind of what ifs for the lineup when you don't know. When you've got these last year when Oklahoma State pulled Cade's red shirt and Joe's Joe Smith's red shirt, that was like really exciting stuff. Um and we could have something like that again. That I was, mean what what if Mark Hall's debut filibuster for a second, I'm gonna look at Penn State's wrestling schedule. Um theorize a potential debut. So that that was amazing though, when they pulled Cade Brock's red shirt. I just I had just gotten off a plane. And I walk in my house, and I'm like, uh, oh, the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State duel's on TV. And then I'm like, oh, my God, they're pulling Cade's red shirt. And then I'm like, oh, my God, he just pinned Goody Brewer. <laughs> that was crazy. I was drive- I remember that. I was driving home from church, and you were messaging me. I was like, I sped home to my parents' house to get the matchup. It was, it was, it was insane. Um so, yeah, looking at their schedule, you have to figure if they pulled Mark, it'd be a second semester thing, right? Their first one, second semester at Minnesota. Oh, boy. What if Wanzik. he goes home? Would it be Wanzik? Yeah. It yeah. Do- doesn't matter who. It matters. It, where, where? where? It does matter where. We have uh, dogs. There's, there's dogs. wild dogs here. The, well, that's flow dog fighting. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Mike Vick's our GM. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's the venom in you. Just kidding. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> a little bit of those poisonous um, toxins. So you think that would be? But well, what, okay, if it was so, at, what if it was out of Iowa? But oh he's going to wrestle the scuffle, unattached. No, Reno. No, Reno. No scuffle for Penn State. You can this wrestle year. Reno unattached, correct? Yes, you can. Joe Smith did it last year. Yeah. So, so we could see him then. Oh boy. But Reno's way earlier. Not way. It's December eighteenth. It's like two weeks before scuffle. Two weeks before scuffle. So, but that would probably be, and I'm not saying there's any question on how good Mark is, but uh, you can hit a lot of opens between now and December eighteenth on top of Reno. Right, but that would. What I'm saying is that would probably be the last appearance before they're going to determine if he's coming out or not. Yeah, I would say so. It was it was enough for for Joe. Joseph Smith. Yeah. Well, Joe wrestled Scuffle. Oh, yes, he did. That's right. But he did Reno and Scuffle combo. Good point. Good point. Okay. 
Big, Mark. huge, big, huge decision yesterday. Christian Piles on top of it. Huge. huge. Yeah, Brady Berge uh, <laughs> to Penn State. Um, for for Penn State, seamless transition. Now you're looking at between Berge and Rutherford. Obviously, it's a good fit for Berge. I mean, you know, if, if you're good at wrestling and you want to go somewhere, Penn well, State's a pretty good option. I but mean, he said it. I mean, yeah, obviously, but that's like, why doesn't everybody go there? Right. I mean, there's a lot of, because Oklahoma State's a good option, and Iowa's a good option, and Minnesota's a good option, too. Um, his words were that they've been doing well at his weight, and that's why he wanted to go there. Yeah, it makes sense. And I, I, it was I think a lot of people think he's, like, not a 49-pounder. I still think because Brock was big. I did for a minute. About two months ago, I was like, Two months. I always thought he was going to be a 57, 65. Because he's been at the same weight. Because he's been at the same weight. We talked about this before. But when you see him in person, he can be a 49. He, he's probably not as big as Zane. I don't know if he stays 49 the whole time. Right. He might but, not. But he's a 49 now. and He um, is two years from now, and Zane's gone too. You know? Um. It begs the question, how are they going to make all these guys fit? <laughs> I mean... You know, well, Zane, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think Berge presents a, a crowded issue, crowding issue. Do you? Uh, who who well, else? Again, depending Who's, on what weight Joe Lee goes or um, Nick Nick Lee goes. I see him as a forty-one. Don't you? Right now, I same guess. Same thing. He he wrestled Nick Lee wrestled Akron two years ago at thirty-eight or thirty-two. I don't know. Nick Nick, Nick Lee hasn't grown much in a bunch of years. I yeah. Mean, listen, three years ago, three years ago, he lost in the finals to Carter Happel as a first-year cadet at 127. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't so grown three much. Three or four years later, he just wrestled 132, five pounds heavier in five years, four and, years. And he's going to wrestle 60 kilograms at the Feral. 61. 61. So yeah. that's like 34. So, so both him and Berge, been, you know, they haven't grown a lot in the past couple of years, which is odd. Uh, in both, it, They're oddly similar because in both cases their dad are taller guys, um, but they, and they, you know, they just haven't grown. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so the middleweights will be. I, yeah, I just. Berge, Lee, uh, Joe Lee. But Joe Joe's gonna end up being a fifty-seven, sixty-four. Right. Joe's pretty big right now. Mm-hmm. He's like fifty-two-ish or something. Um, I, I don't know. I don't see where they run into major where a no a I guess big who's what what blue chip is like on the outside looking in. I'm not seeing it yet. Yeah, I'm not, not seeing it personally. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Um, wrong. <laughs> uh, there, there's a good question. We, we kind of sorry. I want to go ahead. Go ahead. So we, we uh, threw it out there. Hey, any questions you got? Some good, some not. One very good one from uh, Dylan Ryan. Do you believe the run Penn State is on recruiting is a positive or negative for collegiate wrestling? Because I'm telling you right now, Penn State fans, elated. Other fans, other coaches, none too pleased that they got another blue chip recruit. So where do you fall on, on Penn State getting all these guys? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Um, it's, it's bad for everyone else, I guess. Uh, I mean, just, it, this is a holistic yeah. collegiate wrestling. Is it I good for it or bad for it? I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's that bad. I, I don't want to see, I mean, you like to see parody, right? Hmm. You like to see parody. Most people do, right? People want to say they want parody, but they don't well, actually, they don't well, actually. Well, people don't. People want parody unless it's their team. <laughs> People are too invested. Um, I, I, I shouldn't say they're too invested. I'm glad they're invested. I gl- I'm glad they're passionate, rabid Hawkeye fans. I'm glad they're rabid Cowboy fans. I'm glad they're rabid Gopher fans. Um, but I don't know. Just from a health of the sport, I guess, and I guess that's what you're asking. Uh, me, I want. I'd like to see a lot of title contenders. Title contending teams. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about Penn State is in the midst of. This is not a down year for for Penn State, and they're gonna have to fight and claw for for yeah. the title this year. Yeah. So, my my thought is, it's a good thing 
it's not good because it's Penn State, but I think I think Giants are good. I think villains that – and here's the problem with Penn State is I think people have a harder time hating them than like Iowa. When Iowa or Oklahoma State's on top, when you got Johnny Hendricks waving the flag, when you got, you know, uh, Metcalf or, or whoever, those are easy guys. If you're not an Iowa fan, forget them. Forget Oklahoma State. Forget Iowa. But when it's Jason Nolf and it's just like they do crazy stuff, they're so fun to watch. When Bo Nichols throwing people and Zane Rutherford is just merciless, it's hard oh, to like. I loved me. I love me some Brent Metcalf. Right. Uh, I mean, Johnny well, Hendricks was a villain. Johnny, I was, I was, I was well, easier. I was, I was a fan, though. Listen, you know that Iowa is easier to root against. We see it. That's that's the, and I think people have a harder time finding that with Penn State. They don't play up that. Well, I was, I was easy to hate for a bunch of reasons. Their fans are vocal. Not that other fans aren't, but their their fans are very vocal, and they're the Yankees. It's easy. It's easy to hate against the Yankees. Yeah, because yeah. I do. I hate the Yankees. Well, but I don't hate Iowa. Twenty-seven World Series. Congrats. Um, Congrats the, the Cubs just won. Wonderful. Um, but as far as health, is it a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think it's a fine line. I think that recruiting is critical, critical to winning national titles and to being competitive. Absolutely. But I don't think it locks anything up. No. There you are can't. so many moving parts. And for all the for all the speculation or, like, innuendos on um, impropriety or how is Penn State doing this, how do they spread this money around, uh, there is a budget. And they will – they might clean up this year and they might clean up every – two years or four years in the recruiting races, uh, the Iowa's and the Oklahoma States and Ohio States and the Minnesotas, they're going to get theirs. They're going to get their recruits. And you can only start one guy per weight. Yeah. And so those schools are going to be fine, and there's going to be team races. Yeah. Them getting Brady Berge and Roman Bravo Young and Nick Lee does not guarantee any national no. championship whatsoever. Not every recruit is going to be Zane Nolf like guys, you know? Some of them will be good, like Jimmy Goulibon is good and Nick it Nevels just is good. That way. It's just they don't it's just yeah, exactly. That's the way it, it goes. Um I don't think it's a bad thing for the sport at all. And I don't think this isn't, you know, the Gable Hawkeyes running away with it. You look at Penn State's I feel like Penn State is is like dynasty. And they really are. I mean Four, four out of five, or five and six years, rather. Uh, yeah, that's a dynasty. But when you look at the tournaments, they're not running away with a lot of these. These are, no, these are a million touch times. and go. I mean, the, they might have won 20, five out of six, but... 2012 was, they ran away with it then. But, you know, 11 was not a right. runaway. Right. For, Thir- all, for all this Penn was, State dynasty, a lot of things had to go right. Uh, you know, it comes down to Saturday. It's coming down to Friday night. That's when. So, uh, it's not. They're not UConn ba- women's basketball. It's a four-year conclusion where it is just it's over. They have the five best players in the country, and they're on the same team. You can't beat them. You can beat Penn State. Now they haven't, but. You can see right here. You can point to specific matches and say if Alan Gelagayev beats Tony Nelson, mm-hmm. you can do little things like that, and they would have lost national titles. So I'm not, I'm not going there with like, oh, they are just this untouchable dynasty. And remember, too, that NCAAs are amazing. They are amazing. Oh, my gosh. Remember, too, that it doesn't always have to be like you, like you pointed out. It could be. Alan Gilligayev and Tony Nelson, but it also could be um, you don't need if you're an Iowa fan, you don't need an Iowa kid beating a Penn State kid. No. If you're an Oklahoma State fan, you don't need an Oklahoma State fan, an Oklahoma State wrestler beating an Iowa kid. Um, it could be Bryce Meredith beating Jimmy Goulibon. Right. right. It could be it could be somebody from Northwestern 
pulling an upset over the Oklahoma kid. You know, it, right. there's a lot of moving parts. Completely agree. Now, one thing I, I was uh, took notice of is like immediately when um, Bergie announced or it, it was announced. Uh, Gable said congrats, Gable Stevenson. And this speculation isn't going to die. The, the speculation on where Gable is going to go. And now is he's buddies with Bergie. He's, he is? Yeah, he's buddies with Roman. And I'm not saying Gable's going there, but I'm saying... What about it, Neville's? Uh, not Nick, the other one. I don't even. I don't know what his situation is. I feel like everybody thinks it's a foregone conclusion that he's going there. Wh- wh- which one are you talking about? Seth. Seth, the one that's still in high school. Yes. I mean, I hear all kinds of stuff. Seth is darn good, but I I hear all. I mean, I hear he might play football. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, how. How does Gable, his brother's at Minnesota. Minnesota is the spot for heavyweights. For heavyweights. And if you could point to one weight where Penn State hasn't quite done it mm-hmm. consistently now. Now, we're, we're, it's not early in Kale's tenure at this it's point. It's early in Nick's tenure. Nick? Oh, Nick Neville's, yeah, right. He's just a freshman, but still, it hasn't happened. It, you know, Lawson placed. You know, Gingrich was solid. They haven't. Have they gotten other than Nick? Have they gotten a blue chip heavyweight recruit? I mean, no. Lawson played no. freaking Lawson was tackle for three years. Yeah, Lawson know. was not a blue chip. Cam Wade was pretty good. Yeah, Cam Cam Wade was pretty good. Um, and I don't recall if he plays. I feel like Gwizdowski beat him in the round of twelve, maybe one year, maybe Wade plays, but it was low. But the point is, the standard at Penn State is winning or placing really high, and maybe that's the one weight. Now, if Gable goes there. That all changes, and he's Gable's gonna. I mean, I'm gonna work out with Kalen Varner. Yeah, they're all right. They ain't bad. They're okay for big guys, I guess. Varner, they kind of both won the Olympic tournament. They both, I think they kind of did. They kind of did. Um, so yeah, that that's that's decent room depth there. Um, but you know, brother, you you Minnesota. It's gonna be tough. I still, I still think it's them. Maybe this is like a date and fix thing. It's like a date and fix where he's open to things, but you really feel at the end of the day it's gonna be the hometown team, right? But who knows? But who, who knows? knows? And that's the question that's everybody's asking. Let's transition to that. Um, Dayton. Everybody's asking about Dayton. Yeah. Does the do the new signings at Penn State change anything? I think not. Um, but. It's interesting that everybody's asking about Dayton right now. I, I don't think anything changed. Do you? Uh, I don't think so. I don't believe. No, I don't. I don't think Brady Birdie changes changes anything. I mean, everyone's like, "Well, what? Where's the money? How do they? How do they afford this?" Well, I don't know. I don't know how they're they're doing that, but I figure they can make it work. Yeah. If Dayton wants to go there, they'll fig- they'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, right? Um, so no, I don't think anything rules out anything, you know, if Spencer was going to Penn state, then maybe, you know, cause I think Dayton kind of sees himself as a 25, not that Dayton is, you know, he's, he's not going to go where, where Spencer is. That doesn't make sense for a team to do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If they're both 25 pounders. So, but he's not going there. So I don't know. I think we could, I think we could definitely. See it? I'm still, I'm leaning Oklahoma State, but I, Dayton is is not really discussing this. You know, he's he's keeping it close. It's interesting now too. Uh, I I've been thinking about this. I, like I think about it all the time, um, but I never expressed it. But um, the trips that these guys go on now, um, they all come to who's number one. They all go to Cadet Worlds and Junior Worlds together. They all go to the OTC um, and spend time together there training. So more than ever before, I feel like these kids are all becoming buddies before the commitment process, and they're talking to each other, right? Mm -hmm. So it's another interesting dynamic. All right. Um, Well, we got 10 minutes to go. If you've been looking at these – 
141, 149 use at all? I have um, Ohio State 41 mm-hmm. and Oklahoma State 49. Right. Which surprised me a little bit. And I guess well, my takeaway from 49 was that Iowa had a drop-off after Metcalf, right? They had, they had a couple of years in the wilderness there. Yeah. Ballweg and, um, you Kelly? know, didn't didn't qualify. Kelly, I think, tried to make 49 a couple times. He was maybe their rep one year. Grothis was probably the best guy for a couple of years in terms of a prospect, but that never worked out. And then Sorensen came. So there's, there's a big gap between – uh, Metcalf and Sorensen, and ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, Iowa was still second again, only three points behind Oklahoma State in terms of points accrued. So you, you have to, if they were just requisite at 149, those years, they probably would be number one. Oklahoma here. State had one, two, three, four NCAA finals appearances to Iowa's five. To Iowa's five. They both had – you pointed this out. They both had four years in the 15 years of not qualifying a 49-pounder. That's kind of unthinkable. Mm-hmm. Four years out of 15. You you just assume these teams 10 through. Yeah, taking a 10 through every year. 10 through every year. There's no way that – but it happened to both teams. Only got 11 out of 15, which is still pretty strong, but the high water Edinburgh mark, got the high, 14. Yep, the high water mark was Edinburgh, 14 out of 15 years they qualified for NCAAs. And then Penn State, 13, and Oklahoma, 13, 12, Michigan, or Central Michigan, Minnesota, Cornell. Purdue's gotten 11 through in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. Central Michigan, 12. Kind of crazy. Um, but, yes, ultimately Oklahoma State takes it with Jordan Oliver. He was only there one year, but he obviously winning it was important. Josh Kendig got second, and then Esposito second, first, third. So strong showings from those three guys. Put Oklahoma State over top at 149. And 141, pretty obvious with Ohio State, even though they were only 11 out of 15 that year, or over the 15-year time period, and they edged out Oklahoma, 128 to 122. And on the... Merits of Jaggers and Hunter and Logan. Yep. Steber brothers. So those were the big scorers for them. One, two, three, four champs in that bunch. And then Hunter was a was third as well. In addition to six. So nice run by the Buckeyes there at hundred and forty one pounds. Did you talk about uh Oklahoma there? Um I didn't, but Oklahoma was um had high placings. Tion Ware, three-time finalist. Zach Bailey, two-time All-American. Kendrick Maple, two-time All-American with one title. Wow. So that's and, and Iowa State there. As Iowa well. State was up there too, but they did their damage seven years ago. Galax and uh, Aaron Holker, mm-hmm. Holker Maniacs. So that is 141, 149. U 157 will come out tomorrow. What? What's your gut? Who's going to win that one? 157? It's, t- I mean, I don't, man, I, I I am not prepared for this question. Uh, 157. Yeah, think about it. Think about it. Let's think about it. Do you know? Do, put, you, know, do, you, know, some, do you know the numbers? I think I know. All right. Uh, it's kind of surprising. 157 is surprising. Give me... I don't know. I have no idea. That's some good radio there. Illinois. Maybe. Imar, Imar. Mike Poeta. Ooh, Poeta will win. He was awesome. Mike Poeta was awesome. Poeta is one of those, one of the best, most talented guys to not win it. There's some really good guys that didn't win it. Mm-hmm. He was pretty freaking good. He was really good. Poeta will win. The reason I say Poeta will win is because like, he came close, he came close, and then it was his senior year. And there was this guy on the mat.com forums that ended every post with Poeta will win the whole entire season. And he didn't. And, and that didn't happen. Well, Jordan Burroughs happened. And somebody else happened. Gregor Gillespie? No, he made the finals and lost to Jordan. No, but I mean... What, the year before you mean? Yeah. The year before was Lean Poeta. Lean, Lean. That's who it was. He got beat. That was kind of a controversial match. 
very scrambly Jordan Lean. Like both those guys. Give the give the fans. Uh, let's let's end the last five six minutes with uh, some questions from the fans. Oh, all right, go ahead. You go. You, me- you got one. You got one lined up. Will Venom ever let White Collar Willie do the FRL intro? The answer is no. Well, you you lack well you lack the you lack the um, technological sophistication the um, the multifacetedness of of doing the intro. You have to do you do you want to hear all the things you have to do? I don't want to be involved in it. All right, but I just I'm good. I'm glad to hear you say that. But I also want to assert. Um, some sort of uh, kind of a power move, an alpha dog move, and say, not only, I don't care if you don't want to, because you never will. I'll never allow it. Okay. <laughs> so that's solved. Um, Have we checked in on Josh Lowe? Larry uh, Larry Early did, and he said he's okay, so that's good. He was, had to be having an all-time, all-time meltdown. Do you follow him on Twitter? Yes. He is a maniac. He is an absolute he loves maniac. Cleveland. He, no, I think he actually hates them. The way he, he is, oh, I don't know what's better. He, I, I don't know if it's better when Cleveland is good or bad. It's um, it's obnoxious how um, he's just wherever the wind blows in the game. He, oh, he walked a guy. Uh, they, why do they not have? Why does Francona not have a, a reliever warming up right now? It's like, well, he's got a no hitter through five. <laughs> he is Josh's. Um, do people know Open, who Josh Lowe is? Josh Lowe. He writes for Intermat, does rankings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he is so – There's it's black and white with him. He's so openly critical of his favorite team there, where, where a lot of us will be like, well – There's no middle we're, ground we're, with him. Try to understand that this – Josh is like, no, just – That was just stupid. Face value. What, um, Mark S. Bader asks, why do you guys hate Iowa? Is that a fair question? Why would you read that one? Why would he send that? He's a goof. He is a goof. Um, what is your favorite Rob Thomas song, Willie? Uh, you know that song. Well, it's a hot. That's a joke between me and Belina. Belina works for Flow Track. Okay. Girl from Flow Track. She uh, she likes Rob Thomas and Santana. <laughs> it's a joke. That song. What's that song? Smooth. Well, it's just like the. It's old. called Smooth. Can you sing it? No. I don't. Sing. I'm not like to sing. No, I do actually. We were having. Oh my gosh, Willie! Uh, we had a sesh. I had no idea how passionate Willie and Kyle Bracky were about '90s country music, <laughs> but in terms of uh, fan rabidity, it is high, high. Um, they were very passionate. Well, I no, we're testing the audio. Oh, who called you from Baton Rouge? Was that a was that a rodeo? I um, have no idea. So we're, uh, despite. Our frequent audio troubles. We test for like a half hour every day. Oh, whoops! And so yeah, this is a whoops. So I'm am sitting here and I, I get a phone call from some number that's not. Uh, it says Baton Rouge, uh-huh. and I go, "Who the heck's calling me from?" I said, "Someone's calling me from Baton Rouge." And Kyle bust out in full Garth Brooks, and then we kind of all danced around and played it. Yeah, and we played YouTube. a couple other ones, and uh, but you were talking about the testing. So I had, like, sent our audio guy a message because he listens, like, remotely somewhere else and hears us. So I was like, hey, can we test? And, like, I walked away. I went and got a drink and came back, and we were testing the whole time, and they were singing. So then we got into this whole singing thing, and he heard all of our – all of the songs and all stuff. So that was – All the Garth Brooks things. All the Garth Brooks. So that was um, kind of funny. But, yeah, big weekend on tap, Willie. Papa Bear Slim says the Yankees were good for baseball. Strap up and beat them. There you go. Don't like it. Don't like it. Beat us. Don't forget the Yankees. So, yeah, as I was saying this weekend, South Dakota State taking on Iowa State at SDSU. That's live. Wyoming Cowboy Open. Clarion Open. Dactronics. Uh, I didn't miss anything, did I, Willie? Really? Pretty big opening weekend here. No, Joe Caprino from Indiana, Matt, wants to know if there are tech falls in steer wrestling. Are there? Do they wrestle? Still? <laughs> I don't know. You asked that you're so the, sincerely. Are there? You're the site editor for Flow Rodeo. I am not. The site yes, editor you are. For Flow Rodeo. You are right now. I'm trying to get out of going this road. You are putting up. You are putting up content. That's happening. Well, I mean, That's happening. Inly you of a of of personnel. Yeah. Look at this. PRCA Wilderness Finals live on Flow Rodeo. Chase Outlaw wins Tucson. 
This guy's name's Chase Outlaw. <laughs> That's a human being's name. They no, it's not. I promise you. Well, it's fake. It's like you know, Randy Savage's name was not actually. This is written by Willie Saylor. It's not written by Willie Saylor. Chase I posted it. Chase Outlaw wins Tucson. He won the whole city of you Tucson. You should see some of the names. Chase, Chase Outlaw by Hope Sickler. Bubba Boots is involved. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm gonna tweet that like as soon as the show's done with. But it's <laughs> it's truly it's time to go, Willie. We gotta get up out of here. Alright. I don't know what you've you've probably got some highfalutin meetings that you need to attend. I do. I do. I have a I have a submission underground meeting right now. For, oh my gosh. That's for, gonna be I just got word that No, don't say submission that. underground event, uh, which is on flow combat, MMA stuff. Who is going to be in there? It is mind-blowing. I, I don't actually believe it until I see it. So that's that's what you call a teaser in the biz. In the biz. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Under Armour Wrestling. Check it out at scraplife.com. According to Willie, they have a new line out. I don't know how he would know that, but he does. Thanks again for listening. Tune in to Flow Wrestling. A lot of great live events going on. And we will see you next Tuesday. Can Willie Sailor... Commit to next Tuesday. You know it. Well, you're going to rodeo soon. I know. I'm not, not the rodeo starts like next Friday. I don't. I'm, th- I'm not trying to get out of that. All right, sweet. Dereliction of duty. All good here. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>